So thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, we are with Johnny Fryer from um, Cobalt Banker Global Luxury, um, AKA Johnny Arizona. Um, and we're gonna chat a little bit about the Arizona market, um, kind of something that hits, I guess, home personally, just because in this last, um, you know, summer, we actually, our family ended up purchasing a home um, down there that we're actually doing Airbnb with, but also using it as a uh, secondary home as well. And it was kind of, you know, something that we never would have done unless we had kind of COVID push us into that mentality of doing something a little bit out of our comfort zone. Um, and, you know, I think we find ourselves, uh, and Johnny and I were just touching on it, that, you know, if the time is now and there, this event is kind of pushed a lot of people to kind of start thinking to the future. And so it's kind of, if you don't do it now, then when are you going to do it? And so um, we kind of took advantage of the opportunity and found a really um, cute bungalow in a great location. Um, and I think that that's for the first of um, maybe several that are coming up the pipeline for investment properties that are down there. Um, so I thought that, you know, it's not only us, a lot of people around us in our sphere up here in Seattle are kind of doing the same thing and thinking of getting into warmer weather, a lot of people are on the cusp of retiring and thinking of what they want to do in the next couple of years. Um, the secondary home, just wanting to get again into the sun. Um, and Arizona, um, aside from California, Arizona is the number one, um, it seems right now. So I um, wanted to connect with Johnny and, and um, he obviously helped us uh, find the home down there and worked tirelessly and had so much patience with us um, and just did an overall awesome job. Um, uh, representing us. And so I, I wanted to bring him on to kind of talk a little bit about the market down there um, for all you who might be kind of just a little bit interested and curious of what, what's going on. So Johnny, I'll let you kind of take it from here and then we'll kind of guide through some of our topics. Yeah. So like she said, my name is Johnny Pryor. Our office is right in the heart of Scottsdale off of Hayden and Via Linda. Um, you know, and, 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 and Back in March, I would say we were all kind of in a, in a frenzy a little bit and we weren't sure exactly what was gonna happen. We have a few short-term rental properties ourselves, uh, you know, single family home ourselves, And, you know, we, you know, had some concerns and then, you know, it's just been so interesting to see how this whole pandemic has played out. And I would assume that every part of the country has had a little bit different of a reaction, but, um, you know, call it what what it is i mean phoenix is we see articles that are sent to us every day via email or wherever we come across them but the one that really sticks with me is the phoenix phoenix market is the number one market in the entire country for home appreciation right now and from last august to this august million dollar home sales are up 93 percent uh you know and, and it's just um it's just such an interesting place to live i mean it, where else would you rather be going through a pandemic yeah. You know, the nice dry climate where the weather, 330 days of sunshine. I mean, you know what the weather is going to be. You know what you have to do with the pandemic. Stay six feet apart, wear your mask and, and, and stay healthy. Um, you know, it, it's just been such an interesting time, not to mention, you know, with the election and everything as well. Yeah. Um, so you think Phoenix more so than like Scottsdale and Paradise Valley specifically is more of kind of like a hot, the hot neighborhood, I guess, or hot city? Well, you can't fit 12 people in a four-door car, right? I mean, he's got to go somewhere. Um, you know, the Scottsdale, you know, Scottsdale's great. But I'll tell you, uh, when I moved here 10 years ago, Scottsdale is where everybody wanted to be and Paradise Valley. And don't get me wrong, the home that you bought is in such a great location. It is 
I don't like to walk and it's walking distance, even in 110 degree heat, it's walking distance to Paradise Valley. Um, so if they can't squeeze them all in Scottsdale, where do you go? You go to Phoenix. And there's so much property that is being taken down to the dirt and rebuilt as brand new. Whereas in Scottsdale, the homes, a lot of the homes are built, uh, you know, the huge variety of when the homes were built, but um, you're not seeing necessarily the most newest projects in, in, in the heart of Scott. So you get up into the Silverleaf area. Yeah, sure. Those are new construction four to 10 million, but that's not the meat of the market. Phoenix is, uh, Phoenix is doing extremely well. Scottsdale still seems to be, as far as the short-term rental market, the number one short-term rental market in the entire country. Yeah. And that's been like that before coronavirus for the last few years. I mean, there's just tons of events that happen here from the Super Bowl every four or five years, but every single January, well, I'd say December, almost through March, you just have week after week of major events that draw big attractions. And and really the 110 degree heat is no difference than being 90 and humid, which... <laughs> You're right. And actually anything, when you get up 90, it all feels the same anyway, so... <laughs> 90 out here feels like 70, you know, wherever you're at, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, all those, so it's like sporting events and you guys have a lot of, I think, art shows and there's car shows and there's, I think, mm -hmm. tennis too, is that? What was the last one, tennis? Tennis, yeah, I thought there was some sort of tournament that you guys had. Well, there's just a huge, you know, the, the, a lot of the gyms here, there's a couple of different tennis and racket clubs even close to where you guys bought your property, but, um, Barrett Jackson, the big card event is in January, but even with coronavirus, they altered their time schedules. I think they're still going to have that one in January, but they just had one like a week ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for car buyers, there was like nobody in the seats bidding for the cars. I, I have a client who bought two. He's working on his third property right now. He goes, oh my gosh, I need to be at Barrett Jackson, not looking for homes right now. Uh, but no, um, yeah, yeah. You could just name it. The Arabian Horse Show is a huge draw. There's a golf tournament. Not all. Oh, you're probably thinking the golf yeah, tournament. Weights thinking. management, Phoenix Open. If you, you don't even have to know what golf is. You will have the time of your life there. It is a, it's a spectacle. That is for sure. Yeah. Good. So the point is, is there's a lot, a lot of things to draw or a lot of uh, activities and events to draw people to Scottsdale Phoenix area in Paradise Valley really. And the thing that people don't realize is they really go into the summer and they come through the summer and and, and I don't know if I would necessarily know that either if we didn't own a couple short-term rentals ourselves because we see why these people are traveling here firsthand mm -hmm. you know and there's well I consider that it's just wedding after wedding after wedding all summer long and then just you know random events that bring people here June July and August um, yeah, you, you see a, a slight slowdown in June, July, August, but the other nine months of the year are, are really, truly exceptional. Yep. And we're so talking, go ahead. I've, I've never actually been in Phoenix other than in the summer months. <laughs> After you get off this webinar, you should get on a plane because I'm telling you today is what it's all about. I mean, I don't even know what the temperature is, but I went up, I got up, I went for a walk this morning. I had sweatpants on and a nice little sweater, you know, and it's I love wearing that clothes that kind of clothing because in the summer you're wearing you know least amount as possible but you can enjoy that while you're going on a morning walk enjoying your coffee outside it's nice and cool and then it's like 72 I think I told Mark that you know your best day in summer is what it's like here every day in winter mm -hmm. and that's just pretty darn accurate forward to, to exploring that this hopefully this um winter a little bit more and into next 
next year. So um, speaking specifically for uh, Phoenix, though, it, for neighborhoods, I know that there's Arcadia, there's Acadia Light. You want to kind of speak to kind of what the different neighborhoods are within Phoenix? That's such a good uh, thing to bring up because one, you know, when I was preparing for this, I just wanted, there's one thing I just wanted to write down because I'm from the Midwest and where I'm from, it seems like all the homes look the same. Yeah. A million dollar home there still kind of looked like a $200,000 home in a way, just on a bigger scale. I went to Seattle and like, you know, this is beautiful. I love it. But every home kind of looked the same out here in Phoenix. You can get every style of home from every part of the country. Yeah. I was taking a client around the other day. She goes, oh, that looks like something you'd see in Connecticut. Like never been to Connecticut, but now I know what it's like, you know, because you see a home. It's like, yeah. And, and in Seattle, you can get some homes out here that have you know your side paneling and, and, and different things like that the high pitches and on the roof actually that one that you sent me the other day uh quite a few homes that are you know brick top to bottom then you have your contemporary modern new construction which is everywhere right now and seems to be the hottest trend and and maybe it's an ode to where i'm from being from the midwest i've always been fascinated by mediterranean style homes some people it's not their thing but those will for always, you know, forever be one of my favorite style homes, Tuscans. Yeah, so it does, and even when we were looking, we were looking at all different types of homes too. And it was amazing from my perspective to look at all the different varieties. I mean, you would have the Cape Cod, you'd have a Craftsman, you'd have that contemporary that actually would look like it'd be up here in the Northwest. Um, yeah. And the Adobe style, you know, the brick, kind of the ranch house. I mean, it's all just kind of mixed. So there is some a little something for everyone. Um, a lot of cool, one of the kind of noteworthy features that I noticed that were kind of cool though, um, a lot of people had more like their fire pits and like living, outdoor living spaces in their front yard, which I yeah. thought was so cool because we don't see that up here, but down there it's like every other house like has a little like sitting place outside that people congregate. Yeah, so, and you were mentioning about Arcadia and Arcadia Light and, and, and the, 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 I would love to take anyone that's watching this video, if they want to come down, they don't have to buy a real estate, but they just want to take a day and go look at the variety of real estate that Arizona offers. Let's hop in the car and go take a look. But Arcadia is, it's pretty exclusive real estate, you know, and, and you, what you see a lot there is, let me turn that off, but um, you're going to end up, uh, you know, you get a lot of greenery, you get a lot of trees, you get a lot of grass. You know, you're thinking you're coming to Arizona, you're going to see the desert, and you're, you know, that's not going to be your experience. But Arcadia is huge with trees, you know, and you have some sprawling estates, and, and the privacy is made from, you know, the 14 foot oleanders that just block everything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, the experience with you and Mark. Trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Arcadia is huge for trees and greenery, and that's how they kind of get their privacy. But, you know, HOA communities are going to give you. Uh, you know, probably an Arizona style home, what everyone thinks an Arizona style home is going to be, but the hottest property, hottest real estate in Arizona right now is non HOA communities. And right there, you're going to see, you know, you can see a contemporary modern right next to, you know, like any kind of, uh, you know, just all kinds of different styles of home. One can be completely different from the one right next to it. So you really have a little comfort for all parts of the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wherever you're coming from. And there are condos though too, and we I think we were we were chatting a little bit earlier about Optima, um, but when you get in, you know, you have condo communities which are townhomes, and maybe they're on golf courses, but then you also have you know a lot of just like more of what we know as the regular mid-rise you know type condominiums, mm -hmm. and the inventory there it sounds like there's a lot to choose from at this point for. 
Yeah. So that is a huge myth right there. The myth is, well, I don't want to sell right now because everything I'm going to buy is going to be at the top of the market. Well, today's the top, tomorrow's a new top. We don't know what the top is going to be, right? But there are definitely, that is a huge myth for stuff because if you get a good experienced agent with you, and I'm not saying myself, but I'm just saying anybody that's a very good, solid experienced agent, they will know where to look to find pockets of good buys. There's a condo community that is just absolutely amazing. I went from one statement right into the other. Amazing because of the amenities. State-of-the-art gym and uh, what, I think there's three, four, five pools. Um, one of them is indoors. It's right next to the gym area. And it's just absolutely amazing. Indoor basketball court, outdoor putting green. And the whole condo community is built around an atrium. In the middle, there's a couple fountains and a, and, and a little putting green. It's one of the few communities that's um, built upward. You know, it's, I think it's six, seven stories. You can get a condo in there from 380,000 all the way up to 1.82 million. You know, it can be a small one bedroom. Uh, it's a great place to be in a vibrant part of town. Or it could be, you know, your, your penthouse suite, you know, the attorney wants to get away for a weekend, but when he leaves here, it's lock and leave. Um, you know, you put the Ferrari in the garage, put a cover on it and, and it's a hundred percent, you know, safe and secure. Um, there's a lot of communities like that here as well. And, and they have different varieties of price points too. And it can be downtown Phoenix. It can be old town Scottsdale. It could be North Phoenix in the desert Ridge area. Uh, it's just there's a there's a lot of good real estate here yeah mm -hmm. and some of those do to allow the short-term rentals too yeah so there's a few communities that have just outright accepted the short-term rental concept and there's absolutely zero issue with it there's other communities that have gone to 30-day minimal rental restrictions and that's great too because you can work with that you just don't want the nightly hotel use for a condo um you know and that's such a divide right there. How do people feel about short-term rentals? Like we'll get pushback from neighbors, you know, that are, I, I like to say a little more simple minded, but then I need to tell that neighbor, Hey, you're welcome for that boost in home value. You just got, you know, cause yep. your home would not be worth 500, $550,000. Cause the previous value for that home was 300, 350, 400. So they might not like the concept or maybe you know but like if they really look at it it's a it's a good thing for them too yeah we run, there's a couple buildings that allow short-term rental and they they would have never topped out at their values unless they did offer that but what it does come down to is into every individual building making sure that the building is being taken care of you know and that there's some sort of process that they they're not ignoring um the fact that there are short-term rentals they're actually almost embracing it and kind of keeping in the fold and keeping that as like you know the multiple uses of the condominiums themselves. So, um, great investment properties too, for the way that they're financed. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a 20% down community and, and not everybody can necessarily buy there. And, and even the president of the HOA has a few short-term rentals you know, mm -hmm. and it's just done very tastefully. Yep. That's a good way of putting it. Um, what type of buyers are you seeing right now? Like who are you seeing purchasing the most right now or what buyer group? Um, most of my business right now, is just unless I'm just one agent of what, 47 to 50,000 agents here. Most of my business right now are investment buyers and, and, and these investment buyers are using, want to do short-term rental. Um, this COVID thing has been such an eye opener for the entire country. They're like, wow, 
Arizona is not that bad. It's not that hot. And people like to vacation there all year round. What a great place to buy an investment property. It's like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you that. But um, we've just been getting a ton of investment buyers. And then, you know, I have first time home buyers as well. But um, investment buyers from California, um, you know, Pacific Northwest, the Midwest. Uh, no, you know, we're, and here's another thing too. They're just setting records here in every segment of the market, not necessarily luxury, not necessarily, you know, two, three hundred, $400,000 homes. Um, we're, we're literally setting records on every, every segment of the market. Um, you know, right when Corona hit in March, there's a little pause. So that flattened out our peak. It wasn't quite as high as it normally is, but June, July, and August, the rates have been so extremely low. It's been boosting home sales. People don't have to go into the office. So they're working remote. They don't need to be right in the heart of the city, so they're buying further out. Um, and when you talk about other states coming here, you know, there's all kinds of different factors. People could say it's people are coming here from democratic states because we have less restrictions here. It's just, um, you, you know, we all have to live with coronavirus right now. We got to live with COVID. Where do you want to do that at? In a state where you can't go out to dinner, you can't hardly do anything. You know, here. Um, we wear a mask into the restaurant, we take it off and we go about our business. We're smart, we stay six feet apart. The homes aren't built on top of each other. There's just a lot less restrictions here and, and give it credit to Governor Ducey, he's done done well with it. But that's here nor there, I don't wanna get into all that. But um, this is a great place to, to go through something like that. Yeah, and I think it's even the people that are coming from the democratic states that might be a little bit more restrictive in terms of what their policies are. Um, I think there it is the space and it's the sunshine and it's the fact that you'll have a you have a pool. Basically, you're living kind of resort yeah. now, right? Um, and you're not and you have your own. Everything's very inclusive, um, and so you don't actually have to go. Even though those things are out, even if you're you know one that are you're very health conscious and you don't want to go out and socialize and you don't want to go to the restaurant, that's perfectly fine too because you have everything at home and you have the space to do it. Exactly. So, so and I think we are seeing the retirees from up here. Um, migrating down south just because they want the warmth and they want a place that's large enough that they could camp out you know for another year maybe if they need to um and and feel comfortable in that space and be able to walk outside and just feel the sun feel the sun get some good vitamin d fresh air you said something right there too over 50 percent of all the homes out here are you know supposed to have a pool they're saying that's up to 55 60 percent now it's a huge number for when you think about every single home that you know a single family home to 55, 60% of them to have pools. It is a little resort in your backyard. And that's at every segment of the market from 300 to 3 million. Um, and, you know, I will say this city has done an amazing job on how they handle the virus as far as, um, I still go to the gym here and there. They check my temperature when I go in. Uh, it makes me still be able to live, live my life comfortably. I mean, yeah, I gotta wear a mask while I play basketball. That's not necessarily enjoyable, but um, the food service companies that bring the food, you know, DoorDash and all that, they leave it up outside. You know, there's just very minimal contact. And I just, I, I thought it was pretty impressive how well they've handled that. Yep. Yeah, I agree too. And we've been to that village, um, the Racket Club. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. And same thing, you do hot yoga with your mask on, right? And you're socially distanced. I mean, actually, even here, you don't even have to have your mask on when you're doing hot yoga here. So I'd say maybe in some regards, they're a little bit more restricted restrictive you know so yeah um what other i guess for everyone out there maybe just adjusting to the mindset of values i um, mean you know, we talked about maybe the condo um 
you know, market where you're in the upper threes on up to, you know, 2 million. Um, but for houses, let's say, um, I know that they're dramatically different, but you know, if, when you're in Scottsdale, maybe what the median house price is there for, you know, a three, four bedroom home, that's, you know, 3,000 or maybe 4,000 square feet. And then maybe when you go into Phoenix, like where are you seeing those, the price point kind of turn toward, maybe they're more of that value, but still. I'm been so insanely busy. I can't tell you exact numbers on what Scottsdale median home value is, but we have weekly meetings and we go over these numbers. I'll tell you this though, and this is something I do know for a fact, almost, well, Scottsdale is either up 80, it's somewhere between 80 and $100,000 for median home price over a 12 month change. Yeah. I think an 80 to $100,000 jump in 12 months for the entire Scottsdale market, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, lots of, of appreciation for sure. No, um, it's no nothing done to the home. Just yeah, it's the temperature change in the market. Yeah, for sure. Um, so by talking to, I know you don't have to spit actual values, but um, you know, are you looking in Scottsdale? Is it like a you know one one point two to one point? You know, we're starting at 1.2 range. Is it in Phoenix? You're starting at 800. Or are you starting at 450 in certain areas? Like just for a single-family home. Well, single-family homes in Scottsdale can go as low. I've seen them. You know, even recently, you know, homes that need some some yep. work, some attention. They can they can start out at 1,400 square feet single-family home, but most of them probably 1,800 square feet single-story single-family home. You know, those can start still in the 450 range. And, and there's and you're still in you know the old town Scottsdale area where there's a ton of you know good you know energy and things to do outdoors. Number one, the outdoor activities here are just it's how this you know the city was built and designed. There's just tons to do outdoors, and um, you can now those you know those homes can even get up to six fifty seven hundred you know even uh, you know fully updated six fifty seven hundred eight hundred even fully updated in those same neighborhoods. I'm thinking of a couple neighborhoods right now, non-HOAs right off of, you know, very popular Indian school road. Um, you can buy for 450 and those go up to 750, 800. Um, now, if, you, if you're looking for a little bit North Scottsdale, maybe you want more than a, you know, a quarter, excuse me, maybe we want more than a 8,000 square foot lot. You want a larger lot. You're gonna be looking, um, you know, uh, two to 3,000 square foot home, maybe a McCormick Ranch or McDowell Mountain Ranch, you know, you're probably going to be looking more like 700,000 for an entry price, fully remodeled. Uh, that's going to probably be more like 1.2 to 1.5. And, and, but you're, you're, you're talking a two to 3,000 square foot home uh, built with a, you know, on the side of a mountain. Some of the homes, you know, you start creeping up the mountain and then you get the twinkle garden of the city below you. Uh, even homes with views like that, they can start in the 700s, even in the high sixes, uh, and get some amazing views. And then obviously, you know, it goes up to probably caps about 1415 in some of those neighborhoods. Then Paradise Valley is where you're going to see the highest values. That's the Beverly Hills of Arizona. Um, the Phoenix Suns have just built this new basketball facility, literally right across the street from where you guys bought your home. And all the athletes want to be close to practice. They want to be close to work, right? And then close to the amazing restaurants where they can eat healthy. Uh, you know, so the Paradise Valley, you know, just always brings a, the ultra premium for our market. Yeah. yeah. And that, those lots are generally larger. 
that it feels like um is it primarily hoa or non-hoa well so paradise valley uh, if you're in the town of paradise valley all the homes are a single family home the minimum size it can be is 2500 square feet on a full one acre lot they um you know they some of them are in hoas typically a gated neighborhood but literally quite a bit of them are not in an hoa as well you know i'd probably say a little over 50 percent of them are hoas right about the 50 50 mark for hoa to non-hoa i may be off a little bit on that number but all of them if they're in the town of paradise valley they're on a one acre lot single family homes must be 2500 square feet and the, the town of Paradise Valley does not change their restrictions uh, on that too often. I think there's there's eight resorts in Paradise Valley, and that's going to be it. You know, they've tried to to to, to make a few more, and they, they actually got the exception with Mountain Shadows, which you guys toured as well. And and they were going to cap. You know, that's a condo community. You know, in a resort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great property. Um, and then moving to Phoenix, then. Because um, what we also did notice is, you know, it's all, all across the board. There's a little something for everyone, right? In every single price point, it just probably depends on, you know, what it, it, things can go dramatically different from block to block, really, I think. Um, when you start, start dialing down the houses and the, the numbers, really. Yeah. So we just had a closing today for a, a near and dear friend to the family. Um, you know, he's getting ready to have his first baby. He just got married to the, to the, the only girlfriend he's ever had. It's the cutest little story, man. Like they dated since they were 14. I got to be in their wedding and she's getting ready to have a baby and they closed on a home today. And there's a $310,000 home right there in, in, in North Phoenix. Um, North Phoenix, number one, I love North Phoenix because it's, for some reason, the home values, you know, you get a lot of bang for your buck. You get a beautiful home for under 400,000, under 350,000. And then if you, if you look at a map of Arizona, it's basically built, you know, Camelback Mountain. And then there's just these loops, you know, there's loop 101, loop 202, and even the loop 303. I can find every single buyer a home, a beautiful home under $350,000 if there's some flexibility on where they can live. Now, another thing with this market, I mean, you have almost every single thing you want within a couple mile radius from a grocery store to the doctors, to a gym, to a movie theater, coffee shops, and it's just built onward. And if you're looking at a map, look for a city called Anthem. There's a beautiful shopping center out there called Norterra. And you can find everything in that community from a $350,000 home uh, with a pool all the way to a two, three, four, five acre home that we we're looking at last night for an investment client for 1.3. This was a 7,200 square foot home for 1.3 million. And I wish I had a way to put the photos of this on the screen. It, I, if we put a photo up there, we'd probably have multiple offers before this thing was over. <laughs> just the most beautiful home from the exterior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you there's a, a little something for everyone and every price range just depends on what your location and, and you know, where, where you want to be, I guess. And, and probably your lifestyle plays into that a little bit too. Yeah. So this home that we were at last night, it was really interesting. The whole neighborhood is very interesting. It was a, uh, it was a couple acre lot. They had a putting green and not just a little circular putting green. It must've been like a six hole, seven, maybe even eight, nine hole putting green, a huge pool. You would have thought this home was definitely 2 million, maybe three, $4 million. And if you're coming from California, you would have thought it would have been even more expensive than that. But to think that this home can be bought for 1.2 and some change, I mean, the numbers still might seem high to some folks, but 
with the rates being what they are, um, you know, it's if you're buying a one point two million dollar home now and you and you're buying that, you know, a seven, uh, excuse me, probably an eight nine hundred thousand dollar home, probably nine hundred thousand dollar home, a few years ago when the rates were fours fives. The payment isn't a whole lot different. Yeah, it isn't a lot different. That's a good point. And, you know, it's all relative to what market you're coming from, too. So, you know, you just as you said, things look like a budget when you're coming from California or they look like a, a deal. You're coming from California or coming from the Pacific Northwest, right? You yeah. think 7,200 square feet and all the bells and whistles with all the amenities, you know, for one three sounds just crazy. Now, you see the backdrop that you're using with your right there, right? Imagine this home, and I'm telling you, you have that sunset every single night. You know, a 7,000 square foot, uh, you know, what do you, probably a Mediterranean, you know, masterpiece on the side of a mountain that looks to the west, and then the west is where you get all your sunsets. It was just amazing. Yeah. Nice. Well, what else do you want to touch on today? I about 1031s with my broker earlier this morning. We were doing a couple 1031s for different clients right now. I mean, all across the nation, the values are pretty high, pretty strong. I don't know of any market that's really not doing so well, except for maybe LA. LA seems to be a little bit of a fire sale right now, right? Everyone's getting out of as quick as possible before they fall off the map of San Andreas. But, um, you know, I have a client that sold a property in Austin, Texas. He sold two in Fargo, North Dakota. And um, he's selling as many as he can. He had oh, two properties in Tahoe just recently sold. Same client. He's investing all that money into Arizona. I, I thought that's pretty fascinating to sell your Texas, to sell your North Dakota. North Dakota, he bought those for oil reasons and didn't catch much of that profit, but to sell Lake Tahoe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's just a great time to sell those properties and reinvest here. In, you know. totally. Some of these people with the short-term rentals, and I don't know if, if this is public knowledge to the world, but a condo can make you twenty or forty thousand dollars a year. You know, depending on the size of it and all that. For a young guy that wants to start investing in real estate, to be able to buy that for twenty or forty thousand dollars, to be able to buy an asset that's going to pay him twenty or forty thousand for the rest of his foreseeable future, plus maybe possibly give it to the kids too. That's pretty impressive. I think that's beautiful. And what most of my clients have done, they started with those, they sell those, they go to a single family home that makes them. $80,000 a year on revenue, mm -hmm. 80,000. So you buy a three or four bedroom home that has a pool. Well, people will come here and rent that like a vacation rental, right? And then those will make 80 to $120,000 a year, depending on how jazzy it is and how attractive it is. How many fun things can the kids do in the backyard? Yep. And then you can creep up to the five, six, 7,000 square foot home. Like I was talking about last night that you, you get some drone aerial photos of these properties and they're going to rent for $2,000 a night, sometimes 2,500 a night, 3,500 a night. And then there, those properties are making like over 200, $300,000 a year annually. And there's a few different families out here, uh, investors, the Parsons family and, and, and a few other investors that have just, they've got it figured out and they, and they, 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 they do a very good job of it. Yeah. I thought those numbers are extremely impressive for investment. 100%. And the good thing is we know a good um, company that takes really good care of Airbnbs, Old Town Rentals, um, they do a great job. So, um, yeah, Old Town Rental, man, you won't, you won't find it better in the business right there. You know, someone that really cares about their clients. 
Yep. So if anyone wants to buy investment property, Johnny, and then we'll hook them up with Old Town Rentals. And it's a pretty done deal. Very, very seamless. I mean, that's what we've done. And, and it's been great. I mean, there's been, um, we're starting to see bookings, which is always exciting. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's, you have to have a really good team. Um, cause that's also important when you're not living in the state in which you have your you know, property, um, to know that you're trusting your team and that they are taking care of your property. And, and that's where you start making money and then that ends up being a good investment. So. Then that was been the, the big transition with 2020 is it didn't, I didn't market myself that way, but I would probably say if I was to look at all the transactions, probably over 70, 75% of them are these investments of Airbnbs and, uh, you know, it, it is such a, not to toot my own horn, but whoever you use for an agent, make sure they know where to look, what to look for. And you can't put a big enough emphasis. The backyard has to be something special and you have to be able to get a large number of beds in there. We saw a property the other day that had 16 beds in there. Mm-hmm. And it was all, you know, there's a whole room for, you know, bunk beds and all the kids. And then there's like basically three masters, and, you know, a master suite and a casita. And it's like, you know, this would be such a great place to spend a vacation with your close friend. As I, you know, I'm in my 30s now. And when we go on vacation, we take the kids and it's usually with another couple who has kids. And we don't really, I mean, you know, we, we, we might leave the house a little bit here and there and go out to dinner or something. But we kind of stay there and bring food in. And, yep. and from Old Town Rental, man, you, you give him a grocery list and he'll have, a, he'll have the refrigerator and everything stocked exactly the way you want before you get there. Yeah, especially if you don't want to go out because of coronavirus, you know, you just have the house basically set up for you and you don't have to leave the whole entire time as long as the property is self-sufficient and you have all the things that you need there. You know, not to mention if you have any, you know, people that are following your your webinars that are into, who is not into golf, tennis, hiking? Well, and then that's the other thing, the recreational aspect, right? And coming from the Pacific Northwest, I think that we're pretty active. We have, you know, all the biking trails, hiking, skiing, you know, all that. And I think that um, it's nice to also have that all in Arizona too. More so being outdoors more, you know, during the year, just because of the sunshine and you're able to kind of recreate, you know, all year round, minus maybe a month two months <laughs> and then you just got to do it the right way there you gotta you know bring water with you obviously and put the sunscreen on but there's a um yeah i, I just where i came from in nebraska you know we didn't go to parks a whole lot you know because it's so cold and it's so hot in the summer and no one really just wasn't what we did but you know after moving out here it's just like it become more well-rounded right so there's this mountain biking trail i went to the other day uh browns mountain there's a trailhead that has 139 different trails off of the, this Browns Mountain Trailhead. And it's just obviously this beautiful real estate to look at, no matter what trail you take. There's, um, you know, you, you meet interesting people from all over the world there. And, you know, it, it's just a really cool experience. And, you know, for not really being into mountain biking, I think we have like three or four different mountain bikes now. Well, thank you for everything that you do and thinking for late night texts and following up and just being you, I think you're a rock star. And I, and um, you know, I hope that we'll, we'll be able to do more business together for sure. Um, but I think the important thing here is I wanted everyone to kind of meet you and, and um, have a resource down there. And like you said, even if they might not be in the position to buy now, I mean, even when we first initially started, you were more than happy to help help us and educate us and let us know kind of what, what different properties were available for what we're looking at. And I thank you for that. And I think clients would appreciate that too. 
Yeah, you can just, you know, I'd like to put up my contact number all over the screen right now, but honestly, you can just Google Johnny Pryor and then all my info will pop right up. We'll make but, sure it's out there. All right. Well, you know, honestly, thank you for that compliment because I, I highly respect you. When I met you, I said, okay, this girl, you know, she knows she's on point about everything. <laughs> so I need to be on my P's and Q's around you for sure. I know. But so I appreciate the compliment. Absolutely. Good. Well, maybe we'll see you here um, sooner than you think. <laughs> couple days maybe yep yep um and let me know if you need anything of me and thank you again for for chatting um it was a pleasure awesome thank you same way like likewise see you soon all right take care